For over 20 years, I've dedicated my life to bringing you the very best selling, marketing, and business building strategies to keep your business thriving. Get ready to experience the success you've been searching for. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Hey everybody, welcome to The Tom Ferry Show, episode 105, 105 to stay alive. All right, so today I wanna ask you this question. Where's your business today in the natural cycle of businesses? Longtime friend of mine manages uh, you know, bazillions and gazillions of dollars for a huge hedge fund and the reason he was able to succeed wildly over the last 20 years with these extraordinary returns is that he's identified that there's five different cycles a business could be in and they had a specific way to invest in each one of those cycles. I remember sitting in Laguna, Laguna Beach, California, watching our kids play on the beach, and he drew this out and started describing it. As he did, I looked at that and said, wow, that really reminds me of just about every person I've ever met in business. We're always in one of five cycles, and the question is, where are you and what are you doing about it? I wanna to speak to three of the cycles today, and whether you're watching this video right now, and you know, it's you know, March, and you're saying to yourself, wow, I'm a little behind on my goals and I've got some aggressive goals. Tom, I'm not in you know, one of those three, I'm in the other two. I wanna follow this same plan. I wanna get aggressive, I wanna build my business. Or if I'm sitting here and I'm clearly in one of the three that you don't wanna be in, this is the action plan for you, not just for the month of March, but March and April, May and June and July until you get into the next phase and the next phase, the next cycle of business. So let's take a look, you ready? Um, the five cycles that we discussed, number one is startup. So, you know, you think about today's culture, lots of startup companies, lots of technology, but in the real estate world, guess what? There's a lot of people starting in real estate as well. And as the market continues to get good, you know, January sales, I, I don't wanna misquote this, but I read like January 2017, best sales since like 2005, 2006, in terms of transactions. So, you know, we've got a lot of good news happening in real estate. And what happens when lots of good news happens in real estate? Man, I watch television and I see million dollar agents. Screw those guys and gals, I'm going into real estate too. And we're seeing a massive number of new agents come into the industry. You might be one of them. Maybe you joined a few years ago. At the end of the day, my friends, that puts you in the startup category, and I wanna to talk to you specifically about how you get out of that and into the second cycle of business, which is the growth side of the business. And by the way, you know, startup is learn my niche, learn my skills, don't screw up the contracts, make sure I'm doing the right thing, organize my database, get some kind of database. I'm, I'm building, if you will, the infrastructure of my business, and it feels in many ways a lot like uh, okay, I gotta, I gotta like learn the market and then I have to like generate some leads and then I have to like get some appointments going and then oh my God, I got a contract. Now I gotta focus on my contract. And the second you do that, this stops, this stops, the foot stops. We've all seen this metaphorical example. That's what a, that's what a startup deals with. When we started this business 14 years ago, I basically said to my wife, I have to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, to build this business, recognizing, little heads up for all of you, the most recent stat, 26 million small businesses in the US, 4% of them generate a million dollars a year or more, 4%. 26 million businesses, 26 million startups, home-based businesses, real estate agents, mortgage, lender, title, you know, starting a brokerage, whatever it is, a, a moving truck business, making wood blinds, selling tables, 26 million. 4% make a million dollars a year. 
Most people aren't willing to do what it takes to be a startup to get to growth. In real estate, when you're at growth, you've now figured out, I'm kind of good at this and I'm good at this and I've got a little more stabilization. Remember the six phases of mastery? I've got a little more stabilization and now my business is maturing, I'm making money. I can now start, if you will, placing some bets. I'm gonna invest in Zillow. I'm gonna start a geographic farm. I'm gonna bring in an assistant. I'm gonna hire a buyer's agent. And you go into growth mode. And growth just means you're focusing really on essentially people, marketing, and innovation. People, marketing, and innovation. People, leveraging myself so I'm not responsible for everything inside my business. Marketing, without it, you're dead. And innovation, making sure that I'm doing things that cause the customer to say, I choose you in that sea of real estate professionals. And whether that's technology, better marketing, customer care, the way you message yourself, blogging, videos, and all of it, right? It's innovation, marketing, and people. Those are the signs of a growth business. Then there's cash cow. By the way, you're noticing blue, green, green, warning, warning, red. The cash cow, you see these every day inside the office. They're the men and women that make real estate look easy. They sell, you know, 50 homes a year. I was talking to one of our clients who has done 100 transactions, her and her team, in the first two months of the year. Big shout out to Trevor, uh, Treasure Davis and her team. Essentially, their business is a cash cow. My friend described this as like Apple, GE, a bunch of the oil businesses that they have set up such great businesses, infrastructure, sales, marketing, service, automation, technology, that they just print money now, right? There are real estate agents that literally are like ATM machines. You just hit the buttons and money just comes out. Like they're just, they are masterful at what they do. All in various shapes and sizes and backgrounds and you know everything you could ever imagine. Their business is set up and organized and it's winning. Now, here's the scary part today. As we traveled around the world and this year doing 130, 140 seminars um, all over the world, I can tell you that a big percentage of agents that we meet that are 7, 10, 15, 20, 25 years in the business fall under a category we call, and he called, the fading winner. Now, when you, when you think about those two words together, you might think it's negative. Actually, let me tell you who that person is. They're really caring good with their clients. Like when they get a transaction, they negotiate hard, they are masterful at service, like they got that stuff down. But what they missed is the two most important parts of this conversation, marketing and innovation. How many agents do you know that, again, they're great at what they do, like the actual being with the client, going on appointment, like they can win but they're like the old metaphor of I love Lucy at the Chocolate Factory. They forgot they need that conveyor belt of leads and opportunities, AKA chocolates coming down that conveyor belt. And if that thing ain't working and they're looking down that conveyor belt saying, I've got no business, they're a fading winner. If they're angry about the internet, they're a fading winner. If they miss the boat on advertising on Facebook or Zillow or any one of these other solutions, they're a fading winner. If they want, think, if they want to find the MLS books, if you will, they're a fading winner. Now, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying Peter Drucker told us all business is innovation and marketing. And the second you stop doing those, you become a fading winner. Now, what do you do? That's what we want to talk about today. And then the last one is restructure. We see this in multiple ways, you know, in our 
talking to 90,000 people a year about their businesses, consulting and helping you know, make good decisions about their business, that a pretty significant chunk of people come to my firm in this state. They're good, in many cases they were great, but they were great at REOs or short sales, or they had a specific style of team and way that they were doing business and that market adjusted, right? They were the queen of expired listings and the expired market went away. They built their business in Manhattan on for sale by owners and now they don't wanna do that anymore, but they didn't add new lead generation. They're essentially like starting over. You with me on this? So the first question is, is just create awareness. Where are you? In this, if you're under five years in the business, you're here. Now, you might be acting like this, but you're still here. And remember, we know the turnover rate in real estate. If you're not doing these activities, people, marketing, innovation, you're in trouble. We see it every day with the fading winners. Are you here? And you're looking at the first quarter and saying, what do I need to do? What do I need to keep my pulse on? What should my team be doing? We're going to talk about that as well. And if you're here, what do you do? So I tried to keep it really simple and just give you, look, if you're startup, fading winter, or restructure, this is basically it, and here's the schedule, and I'm actually, for a bunch of my old coaching clients, I'm really, this is like really bringing back what we used to refer to as the world famous Bob Kuyper plan. So, Bob and your lovely wife, if you're watching, big shout out to you, my friends. Um, I'll, I'll get to Bob in a second. Watch this. If you're a startup, if you're a fading winner, you're a restructure, from a high level, I'm gonna tell you that number one is you gotta know your market. Like, you gotta know your market, which means if you're not previewing property, if you're not studying the hot sheets two to three times a day, um, we know from all the, the previous episodes, the consumer is selecting the hyper-local expert, the person that understands the market. If I'm a buyer, if I'm a seller, what's important, what's going on, where are people coming from, what's selling, what's not selling, that hyper-local expert today wins. And perhaps you fell into one of these two categories or you're over here and you haven't done your homework. You haven't sat down with your title rep to say, Show me the communities that turn over the most. Let's look at the hot sheets and let's study what's happening in our area. What's selling, what's not selling. What's the bread and butter price range? What's the price range that all of a sudden there's a two year supply of properties? What's the price range where there's a three day supply of properties? The more you understand that, the more you know the market, then you can decide on your best fit in it. You've gotta decide where are you best? Now, should you be focusing on sellers? Should you be focusing on buyers? Should you be focusing on a specific community, a specific lead source? When you know the market, you can make the decision on where should I spend my time, energy, and resources, very important. And then I wrote down, you gotta go all in. Like, when I say all in, I mean like, for the next 12 months, you go all in. You don't go all in for March. You don't go all in for March, April, May. You don't go in until it gets nice outside if you're in the Northeast and suddenly summer's here and you're gone. No, you go all in, like in it to win it. I'm gonna spend 12 months. I'm gonna go for 10,000 hours of mastery. I am going to own this niche, these lead sources in my business, not just today, but for the next 10 years. That's what I mean by go all in. You with me on this? You're gonna know everything about that customer, their pain points, their issues, who's already winning in that marketplace, what do they do, what commission do they offer, what's their marketing plan, what's their listing pitch. You're gonna go all in. You with me on this? All in, all in. All in. Don't hit pause. You with me on this? Too many people that end up over here, 
Why, why do they struggle? They don't go all in. You with me on this? Now, let's keep going. Know the market. Decide on your best fit in it. Go all in. Then you got to learn the skills. You got to learn the skills. Okay, I'm going all in on like the Kuiper plan. Expireds as an example. Expireds are easy when you know what to say, right? I'm going to go all in on bringing lots of value to my database to get more referrals. Well, that's easy if you know what to say. Um, I'm going to become the best at doing open houses in my marketplace, right? Well, that's easy if you know the questions to ask to identify who you should spend your time with, what are their needs, how do I get them to convert and get their information inside the app and follow up. Like, it's easy when you know what to say. You've got to learn the skills. This group struggles because they don't know what to say. This group struggles because they don't know what to say. These two groups win because what comes out of their mouth matters. They know the questions to ask, how to build rapport, how to be not that, not that uh, sleazy salesperson. If you Google like sales, you get like these, you know, like shyster looking guys with a cigar, uh, money, right? No, again, my guys are alive, right? If you Google sales, it's horrible like what shows up. I mean, like the doctor that you go and you sit down and the doctor asks you a million questions and they're trying to help you and you see the plaques on the wall and you understand like, like you, your doctor says, okay, well, this is your issue and I'm going to prescribe this medication. You don't say like, well, that medication sounds great, but is there a 20% discount if I act today? Like you, you don't do that to your doctor because you see that, that woman, that man as an expert, they have the skills. You with me on this? They know what to say. And then basically, you're going to focus on two to three lead sources and spend 70% of your time, 70% of your time just doing marketing, lead generation, and going on appointments. If, you, if you're here, here, or here, and you ask yourself, by the way, just to pay attention if you're over here, if you were to take your calendar, we're, this is March 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 12th, 15th, whenever you're watching this, if you were to go back just to January 1st of this year and look at your entire calendar every single day and total up how many hours you're spent on marketing and lead generation, doing open houses, calling your database, doing the, the chocolate on the chocolate factory routine, going on appointments, that kind of stuff. If it doesn't total up to 70%, my friends, there's a reason why these people fail and there's a reason why these people are here. And by the way, these people, like they're screwed. Like, they either change or they die. You with me on this? So if you're over here, I love you. You are a big percentage of the people that we work with in our firm. We get you to go over here to focus on people, marketing, innovation, consistency, conversion. Like that's the game, but you gotta spend 70% of your time on lead generation and appointments. So let me wrap it up with the Bob Kuyper plan. I wasn't even thinking about this. We were just really thinking about those three categories, but it reminds me of a guy that I coached a million years ago. A big shout out again to Bob. So Bob calls me and he says, hey, you know, it's December. You know, I was a manager last year or the year before. Went into sales, did like 63 transactions my first year. I got my business plan for 120 transactions. And I'm like, Bob, aggressive, super proud of you. You know, 20 year veteran at that time, but really, was a startup because he got out of management, went back into sales, and he crushed it his first year. And he said, I'm gonna double my business again. And the challenge was, guess what? It was December, and I'm like, Bob, so how many listings do you have? I sold them all, Tom. How many you know, escrows and pennies do you have? Oh, I got one, but it's a million dollar deal, which was like you know, 4X his typical sales price. So he was bullish, and he was feeling good, and he had a big pipeline of opportunity. 
But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, he's screwed. Like he's going to double his business. To double your business, your pipeline, your active listings, your active pendings and escrows, all that has to be in alignment, right? At the end of the fourth quarter, going into the first quarter, if you want to have that kind of result. So like on January 7th, he sends me an email and says, uh-oh, my deal just fell apart. I'm like, oh, you're screwed. I said, Bob, I have the solution. For the next 120 days, and it ended up being the entire year, you need to go all in on the following schedule. Here's what I told him. In the morning, you're going to get into the office. You're going to do your outcomes. What am I committed to today? What are the results I want to produce? Not what are the things I need to do. What are the results? What's the bullseye I need to hit? Two or three things. Not the minutia that makes you feel busy. I call that the rocking chair syndrome. You know, you're moving a lot, but you're not going anywhere. What outcomes? What matters? Number two, you got to look at the hot sheets. You got to know the market, like what's moving, what's not, who's getting listings, who isn't getting listings. And then you got to role play 15, 20 minutes, handling objections, right? Getting the appointment, getting to the yes over and over and over and over with the lead sources you're going after. For him, we did appointment setting time next. And this was like from nine to noon. And guess what? He went to his hot leads first. Try and get an early win. Try and get just an easy appointment with a buyer. Like, hey, let's go look at that property. How about this afternoon at four or tomorrow at five? Get that early yes. Get that early victory. And all of a sudden, you know, your sales confidence is up. You role played. You're feeling good. Bam, you get an appointment. Okay, let's go for more. For him, it was going after for sale banners and expireds or whatever are the hot opportunities. This could just be follow up on all old Zillow leads that you bought three years ago that you never followed up on then, right? Any hot opportunity that you can churn and chum the water, if you will, and find those good opportunities. Then go to your database, then do your follow up again. So all of that, every day for 120 days, Bob, you gotta do it every day, every day, every day. Well, I don't like to do some of those things. Well, do you like being broke? Do you like being broke or do you want to do this? Like, what's your plan B? Like, you got to go, buddy. In his case, he had a big aggressive goal. Then I said, I want you on coffee meetings or lunch, building your sphere, meeting with people, networking. Don't go to lunch with real estate agents. Don't go to lunch with real estate agents. Don't go to lunch with real estate agents. Go to lunch with clients. Go to lunch with people that are in your sphere. Ask all the questions that we've talked about a hundred times on the Tom Ferry Show. And then, Targeted community or targeted marketing could be door knocking or it could be non-owner occupieds. When was the last time you looked at the number of non-owner occupieds in your marketplace? People that have investment properties. Maybe do a search today on how many non-owner occupieds are there. Single family, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, whatever you know floats your boat. Find people that own one. Target them. Find people that own two or three. Target them. One, the person that owns one may have a separate issue. I'm tired of toilets and tenants, right? Maybe the person that owns three, four, or five, it's time for them to sell in 1031 exchange into a better problem, better problem, better product, better opportunity. You with me on this? So there's just opportunity everywhere. Remember I said you gotta focus and you gotta go all in. This is what he did, and then finish with lead follow-up. All that stuff's going on, or you're going on appointments. So stop. Where are you? If you're here, here, this is what I recommend. If you're here, you better get on this stuff. But if you're here and here, and you're having a monster first two months, and you're really planning on having 2017 be your best year ever, gut check yourself. Gut check yourself. If you're here, and you're not doing what the growth mindset people do, 
building your business, serving your customers, bringing more value, innovation, marketing, and people, you know very quickly, we've seen plenty of businesses in our time go from here to here, my friends. It doesn't happen like that. It's slowly over time because they stop marketing, they stop innovating, and they stop focusing on getting quality people around them to serve their customers. A lot for you to think about. I can't wait to see the comments. I dare you to let me know, are you startup? Are you fading winner? Are you restructure? Are you cash cow? Or are you in growth mode? Let me know in the comments. I look forward to serving you more. Remember always your strategy matters and now more than ever, self-awareness about what cycle you're in and the actions you take absolutely rule. Hey, thanks so much for watching. We have a number of events coming up and we'd love to have you there. Visit TomFerry.com forward slash events and reserve your spot today.